0: Hey, Hans is dying. No, he's not. But I want you to sign up for Patreon.com slash so I can pay him each month to do this program with me so he can live a bit more comfortably. In return, you're going to get exclusive episodes of Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and also episodes of After Dark, Nietzsche-Influential Films of the 20th Century, which is a video series in which I will be covering uh, movies that had a lasting cultural impact in the era in which they were released. You also get Glue Addict, a reality television program starring myself and Hans, and also Jake and Jerry from Civic TV, and Kenny, who is of course everybody's favorite. Patreon.com/slash LowRes. Again, it's five dollars a month. This is typically where people who host podcasts go. Oh, it's just a cup of coffee. You can't afford a cup of coffee each month. Some people can't. If you're a bum, if you're living on the street, if you got schizophrenia, and, you know, and you're playing with knives all day, you probably can't afford my Patreon. But you. You who are listening to this, you probably can. And you can get all kinds of bonus goodies. So head on over to patreon.com slash lower $5 tier. Enjoy the episode. This is Movies, a
1: podcast
0: about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans. Hans, have you ever been to Florida? Yeah. You have uh, been?
1: When I, was, when I was 12 years old, uh, we went to do Disney. the... You went to Disneyland. Yes. You hugged Goofy. Yes. I, 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 I hugged... Uh... I hugged uh, Extreme Ghostbuster that was in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> I was 12. We went to Disney. We went to Busch Gardens. I don't know if you've ever been. I've heard of Busch Gardens. <laughs> yeah, and we went to Universal Studios when I was 12. I, I think that's the that's – the, I, I mean, I'm sure it's also American vacation, but something that Latin American people do, it's save up for like five years and then go to Disneyland with their kids so that they can see it. Or Disney, I don't know if it's world or land. Uh, but yeah, we, we were one of those. And uh, there's some pictures of me, because I remember very vividly, this was right before I got super fat. So I was long and kind of chubby, but not obese yet. Yeah. Uh, and I remember that we got there and the heat, like it was so humid that we went to Walmart to get clothes. And there's photographic evidence of this. I'm walking around with like an... Three x l Haynes shirt with like buttons uh and very like pajama pants shorts with flip flops all around um disneyland and there's there's pictures of a large kind of Mexican boy I guess just yeah. walking around like he's in his boxers in his living room, but well yeah, that well,
0: that's the thing that we learned through your youth photos is you changed races maybe like every three and a half years where you go from a little white boy to a Puerto Rican child to a Chinese adult man it's very peculiar how you age also the same thing goes with jerry jerry does look like the same ambiguous race as you in his like early teens or so before yeah. he just like he looks like a uh, like a black white guy you know yeah. He's got yeah, that. yeah, like
1: an 80s '80s black guy from a movie. Yeah, well, You're he, well, black, like he, he, he does just... go
0: from 80s to 90s, uh, dreadlocks, Rasta, I listen to, uh, what, what is it? Not Rage Against <laughs> the Machine. Yeah, 311. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, anyhow, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking uh, Sublime, like a white guy that listens to Sublime. That's how he looked. Jerry. Yeah. Good old Jerry. We got to get Jerry back on the show. I don't know what he's up to lately. Seems seems like like, his his life is out of order because I get messages from Twitch that say Bloom is now online. It used to be at like twelve midnight Eastern that we would see that, and now it's more like five a.m. Then it's ten a.m. and Jerry. Let me tell you what Jerry's not getting up early. Jerry's
1: been awake. you, You go to sleep. And then you wake up eight hours later and you go on Twitter and, and Jerry tweets, great 16 hours stream. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, dude, what the fuck? How? How do you do that?
0: What is yeah. he doing on these streams? I know he's got like a big role play thing that he's been doing. I don't know. I don't know anything just, about it's, that. It's, it's a Dungeons and Dragons style game. He's going on these game shows where they're making bad jokes and they're trying to outshine him. Oh yeah! Unbelievable. So, Jerry deserved much more respect on that. What was that
1: called, Uncle Uncle Tony, or something? <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so uh, bad.
0: Uncle Tony's
1: Happy Hour was the show. I think
0: on on Twitch TV yeah. slash yep. Uncle Tony. Hey, Uncle Tony. did you did you? I mean, look, this is going to be look. Hey, this is a reason to sign up for Patreon.com dot slash because now you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, and you're thinking to yourself, "Wait a minute, the Oscars were." Like two weeks ago. Who cares about that? I'm on to what's happening after the Oscars. The Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics. That's what I care about. I happy? care about I care about my, my grandfather's wake is tomorrow night. I'm not thinking about the Oscars. Well, for those who are on patreon.com slash lawyers, we're doing this the night of the Oscars. So you should sign up. It helps, Hans. We've had a good little surge of uh, patrons. And also we have a fundraiser going right now so we can uh, uh, finish our movie in a timely manner, Mass State Lottery. We want to get it done this year. We want to have a work print that is cut and ready to be shown to producers, to investors, to distributors. We want to get this movie out to the public. Uh, head on over to, uh, well, actually, you can you can find the link anywhere. It's a complicated link to remember off the top of your head. It's a PayPal.me thing. But uh, I'll tell you what, we'll include it in the description of this episode. So we'll we'll cut corners that way. If you want to give anything at all, much appreciated. And uh, the movie's going to get done no matter what. It's just a matter of hopefully we can get it done this year and make it look extra slick and maybe get some names involved. Maybe an Academy Award nominee involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. We might. Well, look, that's going to happen. That's <laughs> hopefully going to happen. We've already talked to one. And uh, everything looks like it's a go. It's just going to be a money thing. So we need your help.
1: Yeah, we, we're we trying to get Bak- Bakhtar Ahdi. I can't even remember his <laughs> fucking name.
0: <Do> <laughs> i gonna whip captain out now, like guy. Lewis Gossett Jr.? What was his name? Uh, no, I'm the captain no, now. Captain Phillips. We're yeah. trying to get the Captain Phillips that the movie was based yes, on. Yes, the guy. Yep, Captain Phillips, the black guy.
1: <laughs> from the. I never saw that. <laughs> I never actually saw that movie, so I don't know, but him. The cab driver. I here's here's he what I
0: remember about uh, Captain Phillips, is people were like, the movie looks boring, and yeah, I'm the captain now. It's whatever's meme, but you got to see the last five minutes. Tom Hanks really deserves an Oscar for the last five minutes, where you know he's brought into the medical room, and I saw that, and it's just Tom Hanks crying, and there's nothing spectacular about that. It's just him crying. Well, I, Man, what a bunch of what? drama queens, A bunch of over exaggerators.
1: Is he emotional because he got black people around him? Why is he crying?
0: <laughs> he went through an ordeal, you know. He had his oh. ship
1: pirated. So the ending of the movie is just him weeping about what he just went through.
0: He maintains his composure throughout the entire movie and then has a quiet cry in the last f- five minutes, and that's that's the reason why he was nominated for an Oscar. And he's Tom Hanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's, 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 look, Captain Phillips is okay, but it's one of those movies no one's ever gonna like go out of their way to watch if they see it on Amazon Prime or whatever. Uh much like many of the nominees from tonight, like Nomad Land, the best picture winner. Now, I will say, there was something interesting that happened this evening that I kinda wish I was tuning in for that I did not expect. So all all the you know, the the usual suspects wound up winning Nomad Land got best picture uh, Chloé Zhao wins best Wait, director. Wait, go, *Nomadland*
1: go best? I haven't even looked at the list.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's been sweeping all the awards. Uh, uh, Francis McDormand got *Nomadland* uh, the best best actress win. Again, it's so tiresome. They just do the they they do the same thing every time. Anytime there's like a tired old lady nominated,
1: she's gonna win.
0: Period. <laughs> Like, I, I
1: mean, she, she's a good actress. I understand sure. that you want to do the right thing and maybe give it to her from performances that she had before where she maybe deserved it. But She has no range. I, I, did you see Land? No. Okay. It's like Into the Wild, but boring and without an ending. Because at least in Into the Wild, the guy, because of his own decisions, he dies, right? In this movie you just have an old lady who works at Amazon warehouse and then she gets in, into her little camper and then she gets out of her little camper and she has a cup of teeth looking away and then someone comes and talks to her and then she goes back into her camper and then she takes a nap and then she wakes up and at the same pace that no actually slower than this pace so yeah I I mean I don't want to I don't want to complain about the Oscars uh but I'm not surprised that they just, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what's nominated this year, to be honest. Like, what a fucking, who gives a fuck award show this is, really.
0: So here, here's what's <laughs> interesting.
1: I didn't want to say that in your intro, just because. <laughs> it's the truth. No, far, one, look, no one's going to be yeah, excited
0: yeah. about it, especially two weeks after the fact, uh, for the people who aren't signed up to the subscription on Patreon. But listen, this is an interesting uh year for the Oscars if only because it is the first year since let's see let me go down to the bottom of the Wikipedia page it's like the 1930s or 40s where uh, okay 1930s the first year since 1932 into 1933 that this is a shared year for Oscars so this is uh, 2020 into 2021 because the lineup for 2020 was so poor that they decided okay well we're gonna we're just gonna grab the the movies that were released within the three months into oh, 2021
1: no. oh so, they did that it's a oh. mesh year and and, and, the, and that's the best they could get that's terrible like those are the okay I mean again I've seen not many
0: I no. look. I I haven't seen too many of them either. Uh, I was not compelled to check out many of these films. I did think that Judas and the Black Messiah was a very well done movie, and uh, that did get nominated for Best Picture. I I don't think it won anything aside from Best Supporting Actor, Daniel Dick Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what. I look. We we're bashing Lakeith Stanfield because he's a joke. He's not an actor. He's a cosplayer. He looks like uh, a freak in that outfit that you sent me. He looks like a clown.
1: <laughs> the onesie?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Terrible. Jaden Smith hair.
0: I can't believe they let him do that for St. Laurent. Uh, he, he probably deserved that Oscar for that movie more than Daniel Kaluuya. But you take a look at the other nominations and it's like, it's Sasha Baron Cohen for the Trial of Chicago 7.
1: Yeah, like I don't need to watch this just to, but you can't cast Borat into a serious role and expect me to not expect him to say, NOT! Right after he's lying, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, his face looks too much like it. You're just a fucking mustache away from Borat.
0: I think he greased the wheels. That's what I think. Because Borat got nominated. It was treated as a serious film this year because they stuck it to the orange man at the last minute they did it. Right. They're the reason why he's not in office anymore, which is why you see uh, Maria Baklava for the Best Supporting what? Actress nominee. That She didn't win. Uh, it, it wound up going to uh, that older woman from Minari. Because, you know, Asian hate crime. So they got to a- give it a- to everything,
1: everything you're saying is just... It's like you're is speaking what? Japanese yeah. to me right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? What the fuck is Minari?
0: The only thing I'm excited about regarding this Oscar <laughs> ceremony is to see how low the ratings plummeted. Because we saw... What was it? The Grammys or something? Yeah. Was it the, was it the Grammys or the Emmys? Were they they cut their audience in half in a year like they went from something like 16 million down to 8 million in a year <laughs> outstanding
1: good great yeah hopefully people would stop giving this awards show so much you know importance especially when you go i think that's the worst thing when you go back and look at the movies that were selected as winners uh, just because of the way that time has treated some of the losers that you just know that people that are selecting these things are either clueless or they just have an agenda or something they're pushing because there's so many movies that have won instead of other ones that are much better that, and and then you have this list of like really, um, I mean, no, no offense, especially when I've never made a movie myself, but who like, uh, I don't know. It was just, it's such a shitty year in every way. Uh, But I didn't know that they did that three months thing. That's so funny. It's so funny that the best that they could come up with was this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, again, everybody was holding them over, I guess, anticipating that uh, there was going to be a big run in 2021. And they knew that the 2020 lineup would be so poor on itself that they had to include it, uh, uh, those initial releases. And also, if you think about it, typically the... Oscar nominees are released in late December and early January um but they get a two week screening or a two week run in LA or New York prior to that so they can be eligible before they're open to the rest of the country so obviously not not a great uh you know whole lineup of movies here or even performances but on the note of performances this is <laughs> what is most interesting to me about the outcome of this Academy Awards ceremony. So, what was winning across the board? *Nomadland* was winning Best Picture. Chloe Zhao was winning Best Director. Frances McDormand was winning Best Actress. Daniel Kaluuya best, seeing- best Supporting Actor. *Woman*,
1: Best Screenplay. Well, hold on, we,
0: we we glossed
1: over one oh, category. Oh, you're going down. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Best Actor. Who who was winning Best Actor left and right? It was the late. Chadwick yeah, Boseman.
1: I'm surprised they didn't do that signaling. Well, they decided to give
0: it to Anthony Hopkins for a movie that nobody watched, for a movie nobody saw, which is sh- kind of shocking, kind of surprising.
1: You think he's gonna? Do you think they think he's gonna die, and they're like, let's give it to him before he dies? I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure. I mean, Chadwick Boseman did die, so you, you would think, okay, we'll, we'll do the Evil Edge thing. <laughs> Has anyone uh, won? An Oscar posthumously since Heath Ledger. Because I know before him it was um the guy for Network. I forget his name. But he uh, I think his name's Peter or something. Uh he wound up passing away before um being Let's given see.
1: the award. Uh the last one. Oh shit, hold on. What the fuck? Two thousand seven Marie... Alan won Best Custom Design.
0: No, it's 2000. (laughs) It would have been the 2009 Oscars for Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger getting Best Supporting Actor. Oh,
1: right. Okay, well, this is not in order. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Okay. 2020. Chat. That's nominated. He didn't win. He didn't win. Yeah. Um, Gil Friesen in 2013 won for Best Documentary Feature. Okay. That's the last one. Yeah. All right, well that I mean that doesn't even
0: really count. That's a feature film. Yeah, thing. I know. You know. Plenty of
1: people die during the making of the movies. So, Heath Ledger, yeah. What what's my Rainey's Black Bottom? That sounds that like it was a
0: Netflix, Netflix. movie.
1: And oh, wow. uh, are we still nominated Netflix movies for Oscars and I'm expecting to be taking this seriously? That's
0: I mean, that's <laughs> their bread and butter at this point. Who's making all the commercial films with the big actors, Amazon and Netflix? So <clears throat> and I guess Warner Brothers now. So uh yeah again you had a
1: point though I think. I think you had a point that I completely derailed. I do, you from... no I
0: just think it's interesting that they would give it to Anthony Hopkins. I can't oh, understand right. why they would do that. Um He's I, won before. Right? Yeah, I I believe so. If he hasn't won before, maybe it was like an overdue thing, but to Silence. to do it to do, do it the up. year I'm where sorry. it seems like the general consensus is going toward one guy. It it feels like Sean Penn beating Mickey Rourke. It feels like yeah. Mark Rylance beating Sylvester Stallone. But the difference here is uh, I, don't, I didn't see that movie and I have no investment in Chadwick Boseman winning an award, posthumously or not.
1: Yeah, who cares? I'm sorry. He was not a great actor. I don't care if he's dead or not. Just because someone dies doesn't make them good at their thing. Just because someone was nice when they were alive doesn't mean they were good at their thing.
0: Well, hold on. He wasn't bad. He wasn't a bad he wasn't actor. Bad, either. wasn't, but, but he
1: was he deserving he, best.
0: Would he have been nominated for best actor if he didn't die? Probably. Well, mm, based on based on year, performance, based, right exactly that. Because yeah. because the year was so chaotic and racially tense. Yes, he probably would have been nominated. But if this was two thousand fourteen, no, 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 no. No, as a matter of fact, I don't think a good portion of these would have been nominated. And you have to wonder yourself, what type of person is sitting down and going, wow, this means something? Uh, uh, Not just a woman won, but a woman of color won. And this really makes a difference.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot this year was the first year in history, right? Where, what was it, two women of color or something were nominated for Best Picture or some shit? Two women I guess one of those things that don't matter, but people pretend that they actually matter at all.
0: Yes, it was two women and also two uh, Asian-American directors. And again, these are all useless, pointless, boring films that nobody actually cares about. They're all pretending to care about it for the sake of some sort of social grace. And the only movie that was uh, or rather the only director that deserved to be nominated in that category was Thomas Vinterberg. For another round which was a pleasant surprise I, you know yeah. here here's the thing any other year and if this was not like foreign in a european way i think this would have been nominated for best picture and would have had a real shot at winning best picture it did win best international picture and to me that's like all right well that's the real best picture winner and
1: that's, i think uh, that was, yeah let's say that
0: and i think i think vinterberg probably if he did tally the votes He probably got like second place or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they would have gave it to fincher or something because, you know, he's got a lot of Hollywood clout. But uh, if this was, you know, based on any sort of real integrity and not being deathly petrified of uh, the mob, then I think Vinterberg probably takes it.
1: Yeah. How dare they give the movie to, I mean, the award to the one movie that had an interesting character that actually went through things and something happened you know like that's that seems to be like a rare. and also
0: has has morally gray lines to it and does not lead you to draw one conclusion or another about um alcoholism or use of alcohol to enhance yourself socially or otherwise that's another thing that makes another round such a strong movie as a whole which is that and also you, you have all these characters and they exhibit the different uh long-term effects that alcohol use uh you know will inhabit in people and obviously for one it takes a very grim turn but that doesn't deter the others to quit permanently just take it easy essentially
1: also uh i'm a huge fan of Matt mickelson i think he's great even if the projects that he's in sometimes are not the best like what was that called? Polar? I think it was the, the yeah. one where he's. Well, like here,
0: here, here seems to be the rule <laughs> is when Mads Mikkelsen is yeah. acting in America in an American film, it's going to be uh probably a five out of 10. And if he's acting in a European film, it's going to be one of the best movies that you've seen that year.
1: Yeah, he's great. So just by having him as the lead uh gets my attention. But it was like a g- genuinely good movie with, like you said, like a a gray moral compass thing that keeps it interesting um i'm just so sick of movies about someone that is older trying to find themselves and then they find themselves and nothing changes and it's just why would i sit for 2 hours to like who is this for but other people that think that one day are going to do that <laughs> you yeah. know so it's like oh I wonder if this would work out for me. Let me see. If Frances McDormand got in and out of her camper for two hours. Ugh. Great, great.
0: Uh, another way to look at it is if Mads Mikkelsen is speaking English in the film, it probably is not going to be a terrific movie.
1: A great movie.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyhow, <clears throat> so uh, what, did you wind up seeing Mank? No. Okay, good. Don't don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother with that.
1: By the way, I know I was shitting on. Gotta take a pause here. Barkhad Abdi, <laughs> but uh, apparently he's on ten episodes of Castle Rock. So hey, he's got work.
0: That's right. He uh, he plays an immigrant who moves to Castle Rock and is dealing with like social issues or something. I don't know. This is. I think th- this had something to do with. Uh, uh, 2016's election. I'm pretty sure Castle Rock season one came or was in production and written 2018 before that.
1: Oh, maybe yeah. It's, it was released 2018. Mm-hmm. So, but that, now, now he's just doing like the director of his new movie is Neil Kumar. So I guess he's just now on that side of the world making movies.
0: What, good for him, Neil Kumar? Good for you. I think he's probably taking work wherever he can get it. Uh, he was just in he was just in some movie i think he was announced for something big recently i know that they tried to make a push like they were kind of fi- trying to figure out how to apply him properly in movies right after he was nominated for captain phillips uh, he had that small role in good time where he plays a security guard and sure. then they just shoehorned him into blade runner and it felt like in both cases like that they got him and then when they realized the capability of his acting they were like shit what, okay. what? He can't fucking pull off this whole thing. All right, let's uh, let's let's shave his role down a little bit and uh, apply him sparingly, especially in Blade what Runner. If he
1: just, what if he just plays a pirate, but in Blade Runner? What if he just plays a pirate, but in Castle Rock? That's just going to be him in every role? He's just a, a wild black man from an island?
0: Yeah. that's I mean, that's the gist of his career. Maybe that's what
1: he is, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, li- I like seeing that... Uh, What's his name? Uh oh, never mind. I was about to say something horrendously racist without realizing what I was about to do. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm glad to see that um Harold from Harold and Coomer was nominated, but that's not the right Asian person. That's the guy from The Walking Dead, right? Stephen Yeun?
0: That yeah, that's not even close. That's
1: all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, good good for um What's the character's name in The Walking Dead? Nelson?
0: Glenn (laughs) Nelson, yeah.
1: It's Glenn. Good for Glenn. He's an Oscar-nominated actor now. Unfortunately, in a couple of years, that's just going to be worthless, but good for him now, I guess. You think so? Breaking that barrier. I mean, it's already lost some prestige, I think.
0: Oh, no, no, no. It has lost a lot of prestige. Yeah. I assure you that. But whether or not they choose to continue to undergo this this tradition, this uh, ceremony, and act like it matters. I mean, if they keep doing it, it I, it's entirely possible that it'll come back around and actually uh, score some relevance in the future, depending on some of the moves they
1: make. I think they should uh, cancel them for a couple of years so that people care again because – well, I mean – we 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 have to see the ratings for this year but i
0: would suspect it's going to be extremely low
1: i i i believe that i don't know like uh, like who are the oscars for like who is still excited and still watching the oscars and you know making it the event that it used to be 10 years ago where you would get some friends together and you would have party games if you're that type of gay watcher. Uh you would have party games, you would have food, you would have, you know, a party with your friends and, and you would bet on, on the movies and whatever. Uh, now, like I, I don't I mean, obviously because of the pandemic, but I I don't see that happening, not just because uh the movies are whatever, but also because it it it's lost some of the event feeling that it had before. You know, it, it was like a Super Bowl for movie nerds, I think. Where you would just sit there and, you know, maybe uh, you were not into all of the movies, but at least just watching that happen was like an event. And I think that's not really a thing anymore. So right. I don't know if in a couple of years that's just people are just going to stop caring about, about that, especially with streaming being bigger than movie theaters in the what short term future at least. Um, I don't think people will care so much about you know which movie won the Oscar. I'm going to watch that one when when there's so much content. You know,
0: I feel like something has to take its place for it to really, for it to really die. Though that's that that's the thing is I don't think you can really do away with award ceremonies. So I mean, maybe if they started televising like the Berlin Awards or uh, (laughs) or like Sundance or uh, can I mean can would probably be.
1: Maybe that's uh, fucking snottier even snottier, <laughs> but at, le- <laughs> at least there worse. you're getting a
0: higher caliber of film that's nominated. Yeah. they're not fucking I don't think anyway that can is going out of its way to stress as heavily anyway as the members of the academy when it comes to the mm-hmm. award nominations because you do have so many uh entertainers who are looking at this because they're opportunists, and I mean honestly rightfully so, if you have an opportunity to get even like a superficial fake Oscar nomination in the real ceremony um by just tweeting like how come there's no Asians in this category yeah. why wasn't i nominated and then they're like ah, ha ah, i'm sorry uh, uh all right you're you're going you're going to get a uh, best supporting actress this year cuz yeah. we're not ra- we look we we hear you we see you you're nominated. We're going to give it to you. Please don't attack us anymore.
1: We are sorry, Ray Fisher. You are the best black Ray actor Fisher will ever. get Best we're, Supporting Actor gonna, 2021. We're gonna remake, yes. <laughs> we're going to make 12 Years a Slave and have you played Slave? Uh, you are the I'm, best, Ray. <laughs> I'm hyped to see his
0: uh, Oscar nomination speech where he says, accountability is greater than art. And then they all stand up and clap. And uh,
1: oh, it'll, so, be, it'll
0: be a wonderful moment. I do wonder. I, you know, I, I think the Snyder Cut might have a shot. Might have a shot if they keep it strictly to twenty twenty one, which you would think, be the first you think year. It would
1: ever do that though? Yes. Mm, mm, I don't know. Not for. In- I don't.
0: I don't think for Best Picture. I think technical categories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Costumes. Maybe.
0: I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's unrealistic I would get Best Director nomination.
1: I think it's unrealistic.
0: I think I might be hopeful in thinking that, but I don't I, think it's sure. totally unrealistic. I don't think so. Because there's so much but, hype around Zack, Zack Snyder, the man.
1: Zack Snyder has biceps. You cannot be a direction with biceps <laughs> in modern Hollywood because he's misogynistic. So, no. Especially if he wears tight shirts to show his muscles. That's never going to roll. So, I think you're hopeful, and I think that's your dream. You couldn't. You couldn't imagine that a, happening.
0: <laughs> You couldn't imagine that happening after they nominated League. Joker?
1: No. With Justice League, no. No, because Joker was a somber, somber look at this thing, and it was like mental health and blah, 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 all that bullshit.
0: It was a real Sachs movie.
1: Snyder's, yeah. Snyder's Justice League is his fantasy and his vision and whatever, but I, I don't think that the Academy is ready to – lower their standards i want to say in their in that way in their in that sense to to nominate uh a superhero movie because then after this let's say that uh fucking suicide squad is really funny so then it's gonna there, it's gonna be like well now we have one superhero movie. So now which one's the more virtuous that we can nominate to do the same thing but now hey it's superheroes because now you know sax that's never gonna happen i don't think i don't think there's enough young people like, if they haven't done that, if they didn't do that with comedy when comedy movies were huge, I don't think that would happen with superheroes either. I,
0: again, I listen, I know I'm being
1: a little optimistic here, but <laughs> yeah. I do
0: disagree with you because it seems like the next Oscar ceremony isn't going to cover two years. This is, It'll be the first one that covers two, I mean, 2021 from March into December. So they're going to have two bites at the apple. So you're going to have less competition, first of all. Second of all, that's probably been, even though HBO Max is saying, oh, Kong versus Godzilla was a bigger movie. That might be so. I'm skeptical. I think they need an excuse to cut him out and have that make sense and not piss off a whole lot of people who might be in the middle. So, again, they don't release their numbers officially. There's no way to verify that. It's the same thing as when Netflix tells you what's trending. Hey, what's the most watched? Yeah. Is it their new movie they dumped hey, $20 yeah. million dollars into? $100 million Ratchet.
1: into? Ratchet is the most watched show in the history of streaming. It's like, really? That one? Disney says what there's
0: 150 that? million people watching Mulan. Okay. Yeah. Sure there are. <laughs> sure. sure there are.
1: Uh, and yeah. They, I'm looking at uh, 2021 releases. And you know what? Maybe. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> you know what Ugh, yeah what, what's what's there it's still Where's a stripped
0: that? down year and I, I guarantee you by the time we hit December there's going to be more movies yeah but the way that this year started and the amount of momentum that that film maintained and just like it being a kind of cultural moment for a year where everybody's locked down especially for movies it made people feel excited about movies and about tourship in a way that I don't think um, any other director has mustered that kind of energy <laughs> around it. I think it's possible. I mean,
1: okay, I don't know if anyone but you, Robbie Goodwin and Nick Aldershot will use that word to describe him. He's a tour. If you I watch agree. one of
0: his movies, if you watch one of his movies, you know it's a Zack Snyder film. That's all Our yeah, tour means. I it just doesn't just have to be anything classy use, about it. I
1: just, no, no, I I agree, and I mean I call him modern-day Kubrick. So <laughs> yes, you did. Who am I to judge? I just don't think anyone would use those words together. That's it. Besides the three of you,
0: I don't know. Um, it got look. It got positive reviews. Many of the critics who scoffed at, um, you know, his earlier films did uh, did have at least something positive to say about the fact that we were seeing a singular vision for one of these giant movies. So. Again, I, th- I think it's unlikely, not impossible.
1: I mean, your prediction of Borat was wrong. Let's it was really half right. Out there.
0: I prefer half right because it did get serious nominations. It just didn't win. Right. It did win Golden Globes. Did it? Yeah. That's sad. Yes, That's really did. sad. I believe it won multiple Golden Globes. So that was not too big of a stretch. I did think the trial of the Chicago 7 was going to get more than it wound up getting. And that would have been their Borat surrogate for Sasha Baron Cohen, but it doesn't seem like that was the case. It might have gotten some of the some technical category. What one is screenplay?
1: Uh, the women one. Oh, promising, promising.
0: Y- promising young woman. Yeah. Wow, they will give that to anything. And the father.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How unexciting.
1: Twenty twenty one is not looking good. If I'm going to be honest. Are you looking, looking at, at the, films to come? I'm looking at most anticipated movies, and it's uh, there's a Ben Whitley movie that's interesting. The guy that did Kill List, High Rise. I don't know if you've seen that. That's that's fun. But then after that, it's a Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham movie. You got that Spiral movie that I I have no hope for that Chris Rock Saw related movie. For whatever reason that just uh i don't know like uh uh army of the dead which fine that's so
0: oscar nominations for Zack snyder this year
1: <laughs> yeah there's that um that movie that, that uh that uh, disney thought it would be a good idea to make a biography about a woman that likes to kill puppies and make them into coats so that's out wasn't, wasn't
0: her big thing that she smoked she smoked with a cigarette yeah, she... holder and you can't yeah, yeah, do yeah. cigarettes in movies anymore. Oh
1: shit, that's true. That I think the like, original Even that
0: live action 101 Dalmatians was um the reason for that because it was a kids movie and she was smoking and people thought oh she's going to be a bad influence on our kids.
1: She was the vi- she was killing puppies. But what? I know. Smoking yeah. Worse than killing a dog in a good jacket. Clothes I mean, uh, the Quiet Place Part 2, who cares? The Conjuring Part 3, who cares? Uh, Sequels. The hit, the Hitman's Wife Bodyguard. That just, yeah. Sounds horrid. Peter Rabbit 2, that's cool.
0: There's a Peter Rabbit 1? What What's the story of Peter Rabbit 2? I think they kind of um, concretely close the, the tale up
1: in the the fable, It says, right? first the garden, then the world. The plot for the sequel, to the surprise, he, loosely based on the work of Beatrix Potter, is still under. Okay, so they don't know. But I guess they're trying to do the same thing they did with Paddington, right? Right. Where they just grabbed that franchise and turned it into like a successful thing. Uh, you have another Perch movie, have the Black Widow movie, have Cinderella, Space Jam.
0: Space Jam. Are you excited for Space Jam after LeBron James... Trump. Tried to sick the public on some cop that saved
1: the girl. No, I wasn't excited about Space Jam to begin with. Uh, Jungle Cruise—that's a movie from The Rock. That's cool. That's a Disney ride, right? Yep. There's a Hotel Transylvania Four, Suicide Squad. Yeah, like who? Like you? I'm I'm upset that you might be right. <laughs> it sounds like be- any other year,
0: and Can't I can you tell you. Anna? Right now, the directing in each one of those movies is not going to be as unified and non committee driven as Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I stand by my prediction that there's an outside shot of it. If I had to, if I had to, you know, gun to my head, probably not. No, I don't think so, but I don't think it's impossible. Dune. <laughs> Dune. I have a feeling Dune's going to bomb. Yeah. I think it's In one the, of those movies that, like the original dune, is too big to fail, you know, so i I suspect, and especially Denny Villeneuve is due for a flop he had he's had too good of a run, Tennant is yeah. probably like the closest thing Christopher Nolan has had to a flop so do
1: you think that do you think that had more to do with the theater issue or do you just i I still haven't seen it, but do you think that was the issue, or do you think that the movie was just not as good as his other movies? I
0: think the theater thing is definitely an issue, and also the fact that he comes across as a snob. I think people don't like, especially nowadays where they just sit around on their fat asses and watch Netflix all day, and it's literally like Ryan Murphy shit. Uh, they don't like the kind of director who's like, no, 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 I want you to see my movie in IMAX. And you you know what? It's going to be shot on IMAX cameras and 35 millimeter. and we're going to do it this way and that way. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to do the sound my way and you're not going to hear everything. And some of the audio is going to be a little muffled. Yes. But that's part of the sound design of it. And that's just what we're going to do. People don't really seem to respond to that as much outside of our collective circle, but especially not in the case of a, a filmmaker who has built like billion dollar franchises, you know, Somebody like Christopher Nolan, does does he have a style that warrants a lot of that? He's kind of sterile, you know? Yeah. Early Christopher Nolan you can make a case for, I think, as soon yeah. as he gets into the Batman movies, whatever style he had uh, changes into something a bit more commercial. Not necessarily even in a bad way, but it just feels like you've lost something. You've lost the texture that was there for, what was it? Uh memento insomnia those early films
1: but uh, Uh, now i'm I'm looking up uh this list chloe zhao is directing eternals yeah there's a marvel property she's directing Uh, mm, that's such an Odd choice. I, I don't I'm not familiar with her movies, but just by looking at the covers, they look like very small, very character driven, like Nomadland. Songs my brother taught me doesn't sound like a blockbuster, and the writer, which is got a guy and a horse in the cover, don't sound like a blockbuster. That, that I don't know. That's that's a that's an odd one, especially with the Eternals that deals with like gods and shit, right? She's only
0: been a director for five years.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And she's so, so she has to all right, my assumption here, cause she started out with Kino Lorber, which is um uh kind of a niche distributor that acquires uh like elitist style films, you know, kinda like a criterion. And then she goes to Sony Pictures classics. She comes for money. She's got she has to have some money behind her.
1: Um It's too big of a jump. I mean, I guess Nomadland Line is a it's an Oscar winner now, yeah. but that, that just seems like such an odd choice for a huge movie. That's supposed to be in, in space. I'm not very familiar with Eternals. I just know that there's four of them and they're giant and they're like big, like robot monster things. But I don't know. That's, that's an odd choice there. I'm, I'm kind of interested, not as much as uh, I, I was with a uh, was with named Patty Jenkins and, Wonder Woman 84, that was that was great um, hopefully it'll be a, a train wreck like that that'll be interesting, you know, someone that just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and it's just, let's just do this thing and She's, make it, as she wild seems as like,
0: it seems like they're trying to like groom her into being the next Ava DuVernay, you know, the woman who directed Selma who women uh, of
1: color director Yeah, right.
0: Uh, except her her lack of talent became very obvious I think, quickly and um this woman yeah. still has some potential, I guess, because she's she's directed a few movies. She's got this big Eternals is the one with Camaleo, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. If there was one Marvel movie I wish I could <laughs> erase from history before it even releases, it would be this one. I just hope it never comes out. He's somebody oh, yeah. He's 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 probably the least tolerable person. He's he's been the most uh enduring as far as like the me too warriors who try to poo everybody and act as the morality on twitter nobody has come for his head yet but it'll happen soon they're going after seth rogan now i think it's just yeah. a matter of time people get sick of that people don't like that even people who are on the side of that are like well why are you being the the figurehead of this you straight man uh, with very artificial biceps
1: i'm uh I'm sorry. I just uh, I I went. I made the mistake of going to Ava DuVernay's uh, IMDb. She's producing. So there's this comic book series called DMZ. That's about like uh, kind of like apocalyptic type of thing with like a civil war that breaks out in like future America. Uh, So Manhattan becomes like a military zone or whatever. Mm -hmm. The series is cool. It has really cool art, but. Like, I knew they were doing... I didn't know that she was, like, a main person in it. So now the interest that I had for it is completely... I mean, it was obviously not that much before because I didn't know. But uh, also the main uh, name in the cast is Benjamin Bratt. Wow. Which is worrying, yeah. That's very 2002 (laughs) of Benjamin Bratt.
0: Holy shit, that's a name I haven't heard of in a minute. I thought he was doing, like, Lifetime dramas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... That sucks. So another, how about do a project? That- she
0: got kicked off. Um, what, what was the uh, DC project? They were going to do the uh, apocalypse movie of something gods. I, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with the. Maybe the it's title. the Eternals. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it sounds kind of like the Eternals though. Similar to that, but the DC equivalent. And they just canceled it because of Zack Snyder. Because he used Dark Side. She was uh, set to hel- Oh, New Gods. She was set to helm uh, new gods, and it was going to be all that cosmic space shit, and now it's off the menu. So thank you, Zack Snyder. She,
1: she turned down Black Panther to direct that, and now that's not happening. Oh, poor Gamble. Yep. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like when people that don't have that much talent are elevated just because of what they look like. Like, I think that's bullshit. And like, like, I, I, I understand that you need representation or whatever, but pick the ones that are talented. Know the people that have nothing to say that have just been successful because they've been successful. Uh, and then they don't really present anything interesting or not, don't really give the real voice of that voice that they're supposed to be given. So at the end of the day, you have a sanitized thing that was approved by white people with a face that's not white. Correct. So like how, not, many of these,
0: how many of these directors that are um, elevated and are toted out as the like, this is the voice of Asian Americans or black Americans actually come from an extremely affluent background and either have wealthy parents or were adopted by like some movie producer when they were young um, and were funneled through the best schools, went to film school and had their life essentially catered to be this this figurehead. I would say a great deal of them.
1: Yeah, most of them. Most of them. Mo- mostly, if not all, because that, that's the thing. What You can really tell when a real voice is telling you a story and when you have a committee of just a bunch of white people that just picked a figurehead to be the face of... Like that show that we were talking about the other day, uh, what's the show called? The Black... Um, what do they call it? Um, violent pornography or whatever the fuck it was. What was the show called? Them, is it?
0: Them, right. What well, we were Them. talking about yeah. uh, during the physical media episode with Jake.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you look at the producers list and there's two black people in it and then a bunch of a bunch of just white people. So you can tell that, okay, I understand that producers help to get money or whatever, but... At the end of the day, when you have five white hands and one black hand, do you really think that the real voice of that black person is going to be heard? No. That's why all of these fucking shows that just have people like Jordan Peele, you know, people like that, that are just, you know, the voice that you're going to get there is not different than, uh, um, what's his name, Uh, Landis kid. What's his name? Max Landis. Max Landis. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just presented slightly different. Uh, but it never feels genuine. It never feels like it's actually coming from that place. Uh, it, it's just sanitized and easy for other white people to digest, and that's it. Yeah, right.
0: So I, again, it all comes back to what we were talking about before. <laughs> right. um, I'm not. I, I mean, he, unfortunately, I, I've uh, you know I'm a fan of Spike Lee, but even if you take a look into his history, uh, he does not wind up where he is without strategic. Uh, backing from people like Martin Scorsese early on or um, going to NYU and making connections um, through his background so you can find this you can you know you can turn over any rock and you'll find that Quentin Tarantino you know he's not a case in the diversity sense, but there's a lot of gray and mystery as to how he got hooked up with Harvey Weinstein and yeah. Uh, you know, the, the fable tale of, oh, I was working at a video store and then I sold my script and now I'm a big, big time hotshot director. Well, there's some gaps there. You know, you could get away with telling those stories back in the nineties when people didn't know any yeah. better. You could tell a very outrageous and nowadays like clearly fake story and half the people would go along with it. They would believe it because there was no way to verify this or that, yeah. or actually, you know, piece things together in your head as easily because of outside knowledge that you would have. And uh, now that doesn't fly. Now we can find out pretty quickly if you come from money, if you've been uh, gifted this career of yours. And uh, I mean, oftentimes I think it'll show in the art itself. And, And look, I don't really care if somebody is gifted a background, gifted a career in filmmaking or does have help with money, as long as they're making something interesting. But... What we're seeing is these movies aren't interesting. These movies suck.
1: Yeah. So, well, it's a waste. The, the problem is, I, th- I think they they just have to stay like independent, I guess. Because, uh, I mean, I guess it's a it's a very recent example that I I don't know if I should be using because he's only made one movie. But if you grab someone like Brandon Cronenberg, right? He's no, he he's made, from a name. He's
0: made two. He's
1: made two films. Oh, right, true. Well, I haven't seen the first one, but he's doing interesting things that kind of maybe. I don't know if he's trying to do a little bit of like the weirdness that his dad used to do just because of his name. But at least with Possessor, uh, it seemed very different than most of the sci-fi that's out, out there, uh out right now. And uh he's one that, you know, he could just coast with his dad's name and not try to do anything different or anything new. But that's that's like someone that I would be interested in seeing what his filmography will be throughout the years just because it started in such an interesting way, I guess. But but yeah, most people that are, are, are gifted careers or that have a name that's recognizable. You look at their shit and uh it's very safe. It's it's like they're playing movies, you know? It's like yeah I'm playing I'm playing how to make a movie and then I'm gonna make this movie. I'm not really I don't really care about learning you know, why this shot looks like this or why this angle is used here, or what the director is trying to say with this camera angle or this performance or this, you know, whatever uh, that you study if you're a, a movie nerd. This is just my little toy that I'm going to make because I have money. And then it shows in the movie at the end. Of it. Uh,
0: and also on uh, Zhao's Wikipedia page, because we're we're just doing a quick background on her since we don't know a whole lot, uh, her father was a top executive at one of the country's largest steel companies in China. So, there you go. She also went to school in uh, England and also it's in America. The struggle,
1: yeah. It's so, real. so, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's the that's the voice that you ele- that that's my biggest issue. Why do you elevate that voice that doesn't need elevating? They have everything they need right now go and get a fucking guy that's doing it like us independently. That's, you know, everything is out of pocket and they're trying to say something without playing to the restrictions that modern day filmmaking, um, filmmaking gives you with content and dialogue and and the words you use and all that shit. But instead, they just elevate the most boring fucking milk toes, just have nothing to say. Have well, I th-
0: Here's what I think is interesting. I think it's interesting that this woman who clearly comes from a background of luxury and um, high education, decided to make the movie Nomadland, which was about a poor Amazon worker, right? (laughs) Who lives out in the countryside. That seems like something she would be uh, pretty well versed in. Look, I'm not trying to say that uh, somebody like that couldn't make a great and also authentic uh, movie about that subject matter, but... Interesting, just interesting.
1: I don't know. I just think that maybe the person that has actually worked there might have a better idea of how that goes. But does so- that
0: person exist? Like that's that's the thing too. I I know you could grab like any given mm-hmm. white trash director who came out of yeah. wherever and made something of themselves. Like uh, off the top of my head, who's who's somebody like that? Maybe a Richard Linklater, you know? But I mean, I could imagine I could imagine what his Nomad Land would probably look like. Um, uh. but does that does that actually appeal to that type of person Harmony Nomad Nomadland
1: <laughs> that could be good Harmony Corrine's Boyhood I'd watch that um,
0: that
1: would be more interesting yeah. how, how long was Boyhood again
0: that was only a two hour movie but now no, you know what it now, now fell, especially long. Yeah. it seems less impressive to me and I'll tell you why it's like alright so you know when they when they market it as like it was shot over twelve years, well, correct, that's correct, you're, yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna poo poo that, but what's the difference between that and just shooting one short film a year with the same yeah. cast? It's the same thing. is that really a noble effort? I mean it's interesting. the movie's not interesting the movies especially
1: when you don't have a fucking story to go with it other than oh, he's growing up, great, oh, I'm gonna cast a guy well, I mean I guess he could have known that he was that, kind, that kind
0: of project boring. seems doomed to fail also because yeah. if, if let's say you write a full screenplay in i don't know uh, uh just this year right you're, you write a full, and you're infatuated with it you love the idea of it and you're going to shoot it over 12 years well 12 years from i mean six years from now you might revisit that screenplay and go oh fuck oh fuck this yeah. sucks this is awful i got i gotta change yeah. it i gotta I, oh, oh god and then you might change it and then three years after that, you might go, damn, okay, well, I kind of missed out on something here with this part. Of it. Maybe I should integrate this that I skipped out on into this part that we're about to shoot. And then you might wind up with a mess after 12 years. And I think a lot of boyhood
1: winds up being,
0: it so doesn't seem like it's driven by anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just going along because it's it's happening and then it happens and then it ends and it happened. That that was my biggest issue with it, that fine, you have a gimmick with it, but then do something with that gimmick. Not just, we're going to see them get old and then they just show up looking shittier and shittier and shittier and that's it. It's like, good. And now it ended and now they're at the beach and he's staring at the, at, like, the water and then we fade to black. And he's like, did I really just spend two hours of watching this guy just <laughs> there, grow and nothing happens?
0: Effectively, no difference between that movie and if you took one episode of the Joe Rogan experience per year since it's been airing online and strung that together into a movie, it's the same exact thing.
1: Yeah, they start in Red Band's apartment, right, <laughs> where they have these little shitty cameras. Yeah. And then little by little, you see how they're improving. Their studio looks different. That theres I remember that a year they had like neon lights in like this shitty living room that they were in. Uh, and the cameras were very close to their face. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but maybe – I don't know. Maybe we learned something with Joe Rogan's podcast that we didn't learn with fucking Boyhood because, that, yeah, nothing happens. I, mean, I don't know what we're talking about this movie that came out. How long ago? Ten years Not, ago? No, 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 no. It
0: wasn't even that long ago. It, it lost. I was thrilled when Boyhood lost. I love that it lost, especially to Birdman. Because I enjoyed yeah. Birdman quite a bit, I thought that was a good movie. A lot of people have soured to Birdman; they think it's kind of an Oscar bait yeah. movie. I disagree with that. I love the way I saw it in yeah. theaters. Uh, I went to go see it in theaters twice, I, and then yeah. it, and then it got nominated for Best Picture. And I'll tell you what, haven't really watched it since, be, probably because of that. Subconsciously, because of that, I think winning Best Picture kind of uh, kind of dooms you a little. In, in this day and age, it, it dooms you a bit. Back in the seventies, eighties, you win Best Picture, cool, all right. It's not really going to change my perception of the movie. Everything changed after Crash. After Crash 1, (laughs) it means something different
1: now. Uh, The Spotlight did it for me. Well, Spotlight especially.
0: Spotlight is like... I haven't seen... It's the definitive, bland, styless message film. It's entirely, look what we did. We... Look, we may not have stopped the molestations,
1: but we we pointed (laughs) the finger at some (laughs) priests. They might still be happening 10 years later, but listen, one priest got caught, <laughs> so we're going to make a whole boring movie about it that right. is visually who gives a fuck, that dialogue-wise is who cares. Mark
0: is going to get worked up in one scene, he's going to look yeah. real sweaty, and his teeth are going to look round like a Simpsons character, and it's going to be the best movie of the year.
1: Hey, hey, um, do you want to make molestation boring? <laughs> Watch. <Spotlight. laughs> that's, yeah, that, I don't. That, that's the thing with Crash. I remember seeing it when it first came out, but I had no recollection of it just because I haven't seen it since. So I know that a lot of people hate it, but I, I don't like. I, I have no interest in rewatching it. But Spotlight, Spotlight. I just remember being pissed off when that movie ended, and I had just watched that because I was expecting it to get better, and at no point it does it. So after that, I was like, all right, well, if the people that are making these decisions think that this is better than anything else, then why am I paying attention still? Right.
0: I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it is what it is. I mean, you take a look at – I'm just looking at the list of Best Picture winners right now. And I really do think it started to go downhill after the 1970s. I, actually, probably after 19, 1984. Because you have Amadeus that wins Best Picture in '84. In terms of Endearment, is the year before that. Out of Africa, I know that's a like a classic Boomer film, but I know about this. Yeah. Why did it beat it? It's uh, I don't know what it beat. It, 1985, 1985 was probably not that spectacular of a year. Sidney Pollack, Meryl Streep, Robert Redford. Platoon wins '86. I think Platoon's a very good movie. Dances with Wolves, Driving Miss Daisy, Rain Man, The Last Emperor, Unforgiven. Yeah, the 90s is also a mess. The 90s is really where it starts to kick into uh, message films and like bland, uh, uh, like mid-budget commercial releases, (laughs)
1: like Forrest Gump. Dances with Wolves, with with Wolves, with seven Oscars. Ah, what the fuck? Um, Best Picture. Why did he beat? That's what I wanted to check. 91.
0: That was, I think that was the last time Hopkins won the Academy Award. Till now.
1: Yeah, with With Silence of the Lamb. No, wow. Jeremy Irons won for Reversal of Fortune. Really? He beat never... Anthony
0: Hopkins? So has Anthony, no, Anthony Hopkins... Hopkins
1: is not nominated. It was him, Jeremy Irons, Gerard Depardieu wow. for Serrano the Bergerac, Richard Harris for The Field, which I've never heard of. Did he win Robert for Elephant Man? Who, uh, Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. I, no, I Hopkins, was... Hopkins won for *Silence of the Lamb. I just don't know what oh. year it was. It wasn't it was this one. It was
0: 1991. Um,
1: 30 years ago. No, That's the one that I'm looking at right now, 91.
0: So, oh, no, no. Okay, so the 1991 Oscars would have been 1992.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I just I, I was just curious to see what Dances with Wolves beat, because I, I just remember being really bored by that thing. Um, oh, Dick Tracy was nominated for Oscars. That's pretty cool for what for technical or for real ones. Cinema, cinematography, best costume design, uh, best art direction. Nah, cinematography is pretty
0: cinema. That's the closest one to an actual category. But Suicide yeah. Squad won best art design or something or costumes. God, Joe Pesci, where the people? F- hey, have you noticed people are shitting on Kramer vs. Kramer a lot lately?
1: No. I don't,
0: maybe I've just Other noticed that in you? my feed. You
1: I, I, know, hey, I like Kramer. Did you notice that on your joke? <laughs> I like
0: Kramer vs. Kramer. Yeah, I noticed it in my own tweet feed. Uh, no, Kramer vs. Kramer Dude, is a very good movie, on, but people on, I'm were... I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shit talk. sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dick, Dick Tracy. Hold on. This, <laughs> th- this is a three Oscar winner movie. I, how did I not know about this when we were... Because, the, the, look,
0: the nominations there aren't prestigious. People Makeup, music, art th- Those are things yeah. that are v- certainly valid and deserve to have award ceremonies uh, around them. But, it, I mean, in the – just how perception goes, people don't really care about it. it something's um, only real and a legitimate thing until people care about it.
1: Did or you also know that City C- 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 S- Slickers is an Oscar? Yes, I think that winner. was nominated
0: for Best Picture, wasn't it? And Jack Palance, I, I think, might have won. Jack Palance,
1: yeah, that's the one that won. Or Ben Kingsley, Harvey Keitel, and Tommy Lee Jones.
0: That's because he was about yeah. to die.
1: Fucking City Slickers. Yeah. Barton Fink, anyway. Yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what Wolf beat. Ah, that's that's why I was like, I remember it beating something big. It beat Goodfellas. Which is, is, yeah, that's the exact reaction. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yep, that is the reaction that I would expect to. Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas for Best Picture. Does anyone talk about Dances with Wolves still?
0: No, I think a lot of people are comfortable with that being a Best Picture winner. I don't think uh, Kevin Costner really proved himself after the fact. It seemed like they were eager to throw these giant... um, epics at him in the years following that i know Waterworld is one of the all-time great flops you know uh so
1: which is not that bad no yeah i mean it's bad but it's not it was it was
0: was just one of those movies where they put a lot of money into it and it took forever and then it failed like what i'm expecting with dune
1: yeah yeah exactly too big of a concept for it to work in like a I mean he is making them long, right?
0: Typically, yeah. Uh I think Postman always rings twice. Was that his movie? That was a long one. Uh I might have the title confused there. And then uh, talking about Kevin Costner? Yeah, Kevin Costner. Or the post no, post- sorry, the Postman. Postman, just Postman. Just the Postman. That was another well, he long, didn't,
1: boring one. He, he didn't direct Waterworld. No. He was just producer, no. Okay. Well he Water still shares Postman. the blame for that. Waterworld. <laughs> Well, fucking! I remember. I just I can't
0: imagine showing up to the theater to see a Kevin Costner led film, and people did that for a while.
1: Yeah, well, he had a a good run in the '90s, right? You got JFK, you got Dances with Wolves, you got Wyatt Earp. He's good in body. JFK. He's he's hey, he's good in the Bodyguard. But I don't think he's a bad actor. Just when I, I just think that lately, yeah.
0: I I I look, he's just not the type of person that I think should be leading movies. There's nothing there. It'd be like showing up to see a Bill Pullman-led film.
1: He's in that category, like that, or or i put him in the same one as um, uh, Matthew Broderick or um, the other guy that kind of looks like him (laughs) that are interchangeable. Why is my memory so shit today? I mean, as opposed to, you know. Um, All right, he plays that uh superman's that right yes he does and
0: that's the last time he does anything really noteworthy i know he had a football movie that also starred uh tom welling from smallville and that did not perform well so he seems Certainly. like he seems like he would be well applied in a supporting role uh kind of, i don't know i i don't know i don't know kevin costner is just very boring
1: yeah. He's a good actor. I, I pre- He's
0: just void of any character.
1: I prefer uh, Greg Kinnear. Give me a Greg Kinnear anytime for this guy. Greg you know? Kinnear is a though-
0: good You can't apply Greg Kinnear as just in any role. I feel like the boringness of Kevin Costner makes him more versatile, where he could play a lawyer. He could play someone's kind dad or someone's mean stepdad. He's kind of got right. like – a less animated John Travolta thing going on.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen him playing anyone mean, but I believe you. Yeah, I don't know he's if He's always playing like, no, like the dad. A or noble like the, character, you know, a the, noble man. Yes. Yeah. A guy that doesn't really smile that much, but you know he's good inside. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, and if you take a look uh, at God. the early, early aughts, A Beautiful Mind, Chicago, Gladiator, these are not Particularly special movies—they're very of the time. Um, I think I think in the middle you 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 do kind of you you get a, you get a couple of good ones in there. I think No Country for Old Men is a solid pick. Uh, the Hurt Locker was actually uh, a very good movie. Departed What's is uh, is look does the Departed deserve that? That seems like an apology to Scorsese for not giving him Goodfellas. I like the Departed. Is it a Best Picture worthy? you know film probably not it's a fun movie
1: it's like an enjoyable it. scorsese movie yeah yeah
0: it's like the last time that jack nicholson is really fun in a movie before he gets too old
1: why well, he didn't like uh bucket list
0: i think he's all right in bucket list bucket list isn't bad but yeah it's not it's you know it's not up there
1: did you cry i didn't cri- No, i didn't cry <laughs> did you get emotional with bucket list when he revealed his little coffee cup Full of ashes that he left in the mountain at the uh, end of the movie. I
0: didn't even remember that, to be honest with you. I watched it on like TBS or something on TV. I,
1: I, I went to the theater because I wanted to see Big old Morgan Jack Nicholson. fan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to see Jack. So it's like, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm sure he's all fat and shitty now. And he was. <laughs> so was just yeah. like, hey, great. Yeah. He this was old.
0: <clears throat> he was something like 75 his- or something when that came out. So.
1: I wonder what he's doing now. Eating, you know. Like I wonder, I wonder what his mindset state, state is. Like, I wonder if he's just gone and he's just like being a, a rich baby, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Uh, I've I'm heard mixed, every I've, photo I've seen of him is just him being a rich baby on the beach or something, you know.
0: I've heard. Uh, I've heard his brain is gone. I hear. I. If I had to guess, I don't think it's fully gone. I think there's probably a reason why he stopped acting. Unfortunately. He's probably like Joe Biden. Yeah. That's how I imagine him. Maybe a little worse than Joe Biden.
1: He's 84. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's old. I mean, it's it's better that he's not in movies, too, because I I wouldn't want to see them just... I I wouldn't want to see Hollywood do uh, Captain Spaulding with him, you know? Where you just wheel him out and he looks like like he's one step away from the grave, just so that he can be on screen or have that name. Like that was fucked up. When I saw that in that movie, I was like, dude, just let him die. Like this is not. This is worse. This is making it worse. You know. Yeah. So fine, retire, be fat, and enjoy the company of young women, which is what he always seems to be doing. uh, Whenever a photo comes out of him,
0: from what I know, he's still going to like Lakers games with his son who looks a whole lot like him. Uh, but, I mean, who who knows what his mental state is. I know he was supposed to do... And I think I brought this up on the Perfume Nationalist episode we did, uh, where he was supposed to do Tony Erdman, a remake of Tony Erdman, the, the foreign film, where he was going to play the lead character in that, and Lena Dunham was going to write the screenplay, and maybe, maybe direct, I'm not sure. And then I think one of them wound up dropping out, and then the project just kind of collapsed. And that was about 2016, 2017. So I think I think he might be open to – we might see him one more time before that's a wrap. Massy Lottery? Is,
1: I that, would... is, that, is that what we're saying? Go well, donate to the PayPal? Is that what we're – That's the Academy <laughs> Award get... winner
0: we're talking to to get oh,
1: involved. Dude. Can you imagine – oh, wow. He looks like that now. All
0: we'll right. Make him I make
1: mean, sense. I guess he looks the same. He looks the same as he's looked like for the past 20 years. No, he's,
0: he's a little – Less shapely, I think he's he's expanded a bit and he looks messier, from what I've seen from the recent photos I've seen of him.
1: He looks great. I want.
0: <laughs> he looks like how you would want to feel at eighty-five. You know. Yes.
1: That's it. I think that's why I'm what I'm enjoying so much, and I'm like, this is this would be me. Yeah. If, I was, <laughs> oh, that... if I was ever successful, yes, I would be eating French fries and a burger in a public place and not giving a fuck. Uh, so good for him. He got away. He I'm sure he got life. away with with a lot of shit that he could never get away with now. Like I'm sure those like, me too's were co- will be coming if he was 20 years younger.
0: Oh, oh yeah, dude. 100%. He he <laughs> Polanski his apartment for uh, the infamous incident. So it's yeah. it's 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 uh, quite miraculous. Nobody has mentioned that at any point or tried to use that as a campaign to harass senile Jack Nicholson. Uh, I don't know. I I would like to see him come out one more time if he if he has the ability. Because again, if he if it's a Captain Spaulding thing, where yeah. it's um, really obvious the that, dude is like physically unwell and literally dies during production, that's not a way to
1: go. That's bad.
0: That's not how yeah. someone should be passing away a Jim Varneying,
1: if you will. Well, especially when it's a sequel. To so we've seen what he looks like. What if it's the and Flash? If
0: it's, what if it's the new Batman movie with Michael Keaton? They bring him back, and he just—he's Joker's oh really fat.
1: No. Uh, they try to like slim
0: be, him. To, it's gonna be like the Irishman, where they try to disguise his age yeah. and his fat. They'll try and slim him but down. He's, he just wobbles.
1: Uh. <laughs> he's gonna look like yeah. the penguin
0: in Batman Returns.
1: Ah, oh, fuck! That would yeah. I mean, why not? well fuck it why not you know (laughs) if he's gonna do one more yeah why not they're they're doing that thing where they're bringing everyone back and fuck it why not just have him say we live in a society or something Mm -hmm. you know complete the meme before he dies good for jack though good for him i'm sure he's living it up at 84
0: yeah maybe but what is
1: living it up at 84 I don't know. Not shitting yourself sure. <laughs> every day, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Waking up. <laughs>
0: I, I just That's googled probably. his name, and uh, there is a, there's actually a recent headline about him uh, from no. GossipCop.com. Oh, Jack no. Nicholson's 350 pound crisis. Oh, they're
1: uh, calling him fat.
0: And there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a photo of him looking very. Mean and aggressive on the court with with food in the corner of his mouth and it, it is uh, very uh, yeah. unflattering. Let me just—I wish we could show this to uh, the patrons that are watching this right now. But I have a feeling it was taken the same day as the photo you sent. Actually, no, uh, maybe not.
1: Yeah, I—I I, I, <laughs> I think he just wears that all the time. I don't know, but yeah, he looks very. He looks so some barbecue sauce running the side of his lip and he's very upset. I mean, he lived through some very bad Laker years. So, so I get it. I get it. I get it. I I guess, but yeah, good for Jack. Fuck it. Live it up. Why not?
0: Here's, here's the, uh, here's the headlines. Uh, little, little, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Whatever, it doesn't matter. An inside source tells the National Enquirer that Nicholson is now clocking in at around 350 pounds and knows he's a sorry sight. His friends are reportedly growing increasingly worried. He doesn't want people to see him looking like this and has become a virtual recluse, the snitch explains. Friends fearing for hefty hermit Jack Nicholson's life? Oh,
1: is this fucking Black Gossip Online? gossip cops. <laughs> It's one of, those, one of those websites where it's just, just someone said something, so now it's his news. The tabloids
0: um, share a picture of Nicholson on a public stroll in 2017. Uh, he had hush-hush bypass surgery. It goes on to further shame the one flew over the cuckoo's nest actor rolling lots of dirty details. The tabloids call out his sex life as... A Hollywood horn dog and his recent career feelings as an outmoded megastar to depict that Nicholson has seemingly given up. You can't beat obesity.
1: He's fucking. What do you want from him? <laughs> what do you, you want him to just be what? Being interviewed and say stupid shit. No, good for him. Be a recluse. I mean, I, it sucks that he's sad. I hope he's not sad. Uh, he would just be like, yes, I am old and fat now. Fuck you guys. Like, who cares? You know? Just you, would, you would have it. to
0: imagine, but who knows? I mean, these, these stars are weird people. That's The, the magazine uh, is uh, not subtle, calling Nicholson a beached whale chubby <laughs> and likening him to a balloon. <laughs> um, furthermore, the, the, tabloid, is <laughs> the National Enquirer. Furthermore, the tabloid insists that Nicholson is a washed-up has-been that is wasting away and stuffing his face because Hollywood is done with him. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's accurate at all. Uh, my feeling is that somebody who doesn't like Nicholson or might be a personal enemy of his acted as an informant, quote-unquote, yeah. yeah, yeah, to uh, feed this article. It kind of feels like this reminds me of there's a, there's a great underrated actor named Bokeem Woodbine who was in Fargo Season 2. And he pops up in movies every so often. Uh, he was also in uh, uh, Dead Presidents, the uh, Hughes brothers' film. From the, oh yeah the yeah, the yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, he looks just like one of the one of the characters from Silverhawks, the cartoon from the eighties. That no one knows. It's just me. I don't know why you yeah. said that. <laughs> he's he's a terrific actor. Yeah. But if you look up his name, yeah, he's good.
0: There's a weird article on a website like this, which is like bokeem woodbine has mental illness <laughs> Bo everybody's talking and this was before he was like known for fargo this is from like 2006 or 7 where he's like kind of irrelevant um uh, fargo really put him on the radar he got him in a spider-man movie as electro not electro as oh, yeah, Shocker, he yeah. herman schultz yeah 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 so this is before then it's like bokeem woodbine Word on the street is Bo, Bo- Woodbine has mental illness. Ha ha, he has to take pills. What a crazy person.
1: What the fuck?
0: It's very bizarre and it's like it it, it seems like a 1980s like or 70s like it I don't know. It's it just it feels like some enemy of his personal enemy from non-famous life wrote an article and Wrote it in the most. I don't want to use the word offensive, but like insensitive way possible, Right. and used it as like an this. outing thing. Like if you were going to out somebody as a sex offender,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like he's got mental illness. No, 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 no. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
0: exactly like that. Um, but nowhere I mean, else seems to be reporting on his his mental illness. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, MarriedWiki.com dot com has something. Once there was a rumor he was suffering from a mental disorder. That's married. It. Is Bokeem Woodbine gay? No. Is Bokeem Woodbine having any relationship affair? No. How many children does Bokeem Woodbine have? Zero children. Is Bokeem Woodbine uh, married?
1: Married. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. He's he's doing okay. He's uh he's gonna be in the new Ghostbusters movie. He was in that Wu Tang series, Queen and Slim, Spencer Confidential. That was good, right? You watched that? The Big Boston
0: film when, when you came to town. That was on billboards. Oh all yeah, over that's
1: true. That's the that's the one was happening. Yeah, Overlord. He's doing alright. that. Halo. There's a a Halo series coming to Showtime apparently. That's gonna be based shit. on the video game. Didn't they already do that? No, I, I think, think there was been, something. A movie, a movie's been rumored for. I mean, since the Xbox, the first Xbox came out, and that game became popular. But I don't think. I think this is the first time they've actually done it. Unless you were talking about what was it, Reds versus Blue, which was that web series. I think it was called. Uh, that, that, that was Ginny unofficial,
0: Mad- wasn't it? I don't think that was actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something like Machine a Mad- mission. Yeah back in the early days of YouTube when you could do fan films and actually use like character models and make sales about these things. I just found one recently for Street Fighter. That was a Machinima series and it looks like all cosplay fan film stuff but they re-edited it into a movie and released it this year on Amazon Prime.
1: I was about to ask, do you think any of them are doing anything right now? The machinima people? No,
0: I think they either moved on to uh, actual like companies that are in Hollywood, or they just got faded out. I can't find this Bokeem Woodbine mental disorder uh, <laughs> article anymore. Someone must have taken it down.
1: Well, maybe that website fucking died because what was it?
0: <laughs> I don't Some know. I, I,
1: I'm,
0: I wish I could find it. It was so peculiar. It was so unusual. There's a. I just found another one um, about. Because I, I Googled Bokeem Woodbine mental health, and it brought me to how Dave Chappelle met his wife, Elaine, when he was poor. And it's all about his wife, Elaine. There's like a Vietnamese Asian, woman. Right? Yeah. yeah. If, anyway, if anybody's watching this and can find that Bokeem Woodbine article, Please send it my way. I would love to give it a read. Have have a good laugh. Anyway, um uh, anything else about the Oscars in general?
1: Uh no. I I'm uh, I'm now intrigued to know if uh Zack Snyder is gonna be nominated as best director. Kinda hope it he does at the same time.
0: I think it really depends because on the third quarter the third and fourth quarter of this year is going to be telling as to whether or not he'll have a shot. Um, if there's a whole lot of Oscar bait that was held over or a big commercial block, I mean, how do you even measure a blockbuster at this point? Uh, because it seems like even when the theaters do open up, they're still going to be streaming prioritized.
1: I don't know. I, I just think that if uh you get, Uh, these old people that are in charge of making these decisions, apparently to watch four hours of a Zack Snyder movie. I think that's a win already for me without it having to win. Uh, So that would be enough (laughs) if it's sent and then they watch it uh, just because trying to see them figure out what's going on in a, in this movie would just be fun for me, I guess. But I, I, I mean, I, at one point they're gonna to have to lower their snobby standards if you wanna call them that and start doing superhero movies if if that's the case just because they're part of cinema. Like Oscars back in the day were prestigious and seen as like the 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 best what, the best representation of good movies or whatever that we have or the best way to classify them or whatever, but since that's not a thing anymore they're going to have to adjust to, to get that uh, audience back. Um, I don't I don't know if I see them going into like a, a MTV movie award show type of thing, where it's so much towards that side, but I think they're going to have to start doing concessions and nominating horror or nominating sci-fi or nominating those genres that are so popular and they've refused to do it just because they want to keep that, you know, pick your finger up when they talk about Oscars, you know?
0: Right. Um, well, here's the thing. 2019's Oscars, as in like the films of 2019, uh, I think was either the the dying breath of the Academy Awards or it was a sign that they can come back depending on what films are nominated and if it's an interesting year for movies. Uh, in retrospect, I think 2019 stands out as an especially strong year uh, for for films that were released. And then you take a look at um, obviously this past year, and it seems like wow, this is back in the gutter, and it's back to superficial wins and movies that don't actually matter or are not going to uh, stand the test of time. Right? It's all shit. We're in a we're yeah. we're in a dark environment. Let's uh let's try to survive it. And I don't know if they really I mean, I, I would say at one point when you saw that Black Panther was nominated and you saw that Joker was nominated, that they would um, you know, maybe be considering going in a direction that would appeal to younger people who have more commercial interests in their movies. I don't know if that's the case. I think it depends on how this Academy Award ceremony looks and if they decide they want to give up, because that could happen you know, things don't last forever, mm-hmm. uh, or if they think that they should pivot entirely into commercial. But I don't, I mean, here's the thing. This um, this, this, sort of liberalism that gives, um, you know, victories, like metaphoric victories to causes is uh, is religious. It's not something that is entirely financially driven. I do think there's that component to it, but I don't think people would do it if they thought that they were, um, strictly doing it for a gain of some kind. I think they're doing it because they think that they're bettering society. <laughs> I really do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 trying to look out the ratings, but nothing's come out yet.
0: It's uh, not going to come out till probably late tomorrow or uh, the day after. They're going to do the tallies. I have a feeling it's going to be very low. Very low. I think it's going to be single digit low. I mean, what, what was the, uh, what was it? Can we, is that on? It was 23
1: last 23 year. 23 last year? 23 million, yeah. 5.3 rating. I'm
0: going to make a guess right now. It's going to be 14 million.
1: You think half? I think Almost it's going to half cut of in that? half. I think
0: this Oscars has the all time least amount of hype around it. There are p- I didn't even realize the Oscars were tonight, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Is this the, well, no, we didn't do an Oscars episode last year, did we?
0: I think we did one on, um, well, I did one. Uh, When we launched season three of the podcast, I decided to do an episode where I was going to do a quick countdown of uh, my top 10 films from 2017 and 2018, I think it was, or 2018 and 2019. And then I did a a, a special on the Oscar nominees. So you were not on for that one.
1: Okay, but we did. I guess we did do uh, best movies of the year uh, last year, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's uh, easier for me than watching Oscar nominated movies. It's also going to be more
0: informative to people who are tuning into this show.
1: I think. yeah, because they're going yeah. to give you again
0: the approved list, and we're going to give. Uh, we well, I think we did a pretty good and comprehensive countdown of uh 2020 films and also uh just movies watched in 2020 which is probably gonna be more beneficial to the average uh film goer
1: well i think i've already watched more movies this year than last year so i think my list will be much better i feel like my list last year was kind of shit but because of everything that happened but yeah yeah i i mean I can't imagine the Oscars not existing just because of the whole institution of it. And because I know that regular people still watch that thing. And uh, I always use my parents as a barometer for that because I think, okay, uh, 50, 60 year old person that lives in a third world country is still interested in this. That means that there might still be an audience in that age bracket, I guess. But I, I, I can't imagine them just getting rid of it. Just right. because it's such a blow, blow job to their own industry, that I can't imagine just them not not you know no, doing I, that. I, you're right. I don't I don't think they're going to get a.
0: I don't I don't think they're going to give it the boot anytime soon. But what I do think is that we're probably approaching the terrain of it being online only broadcasts. Yeah, uh, and also, you got to think about it; it's expensive to put that ceremony on. Mm-hmm. So there are countless millions of dollars being put into this. Ceremony. And also, I I think they got like Steven Soderbergh to direct it this year. Like his paycheck, that that alone is going to be a
1: lot. Um, That's stupid, by the way. What I think is going to happen. Why would you get a real director to direct a TV show, like a live? That's stupid. That's just a waste of money.
0: When I, I mean, before the ceremony, and this was one of the reasons I decided not to watch it this year, they said it was going to be shot like a film. Why? And they were going to allow more time for speeches those were the two big scoops that were dropped like yeah that, that's that's what people are looking for is we want to hear these actors going <laughs> on and on more
1: yeah great. we want to hear more names that we don't recognize yep that's great terrible
0: um so <sighs> I'm, i might check out like the high, highlight reel um later today we'll we'll see i don't know um to what I was saying before, I I I think we're going to soon see this go direct to YouTube or direct to Hulu or something like that, and uh, it'll scale back the budget overall, and they will probably um, – they'll probably hit the people that they need to hit without having to spend as much money.
1: Yeah. So. Netflix, the Oscars it's exclusively on, on one – yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mostly because yeah, nobody gives a fuck about it anymore. It'll probably like, be nope. Netflix.
0: I think Netflix would go for it because it's gonna be Netflix movies that are I mean, whoever gets that licensing yeah. is gonna have a big advantage uh,
1: in and you're gonna be able to
0: say Academy Award nominated films, da da da, da, da.
1: Well is that when it officially dies? Yeah.
0: Do
1: you think? Yeah, I think so.
0: I think then it, it becomes very clear that um you know it's very yeah. it's you know, it's a weighted ballot. So um we'll we'll see we'll see i i think that's probably within the next 5 years hopefully hopefully but then we yeah, need something I, new we need something to take its place that's the thing
1: got to figure out a better way to uh award good movies i don't know i don't know because if you look at all of the other ones like they all have like their own little biases too like if you look at the golden Glo- not the Golden Glo- yeah the golden gloves or like the BAFTA which is another one that golden gloves
0: is especially heinous as far as that goes because uh you have a, a set group that uh is usually <laughs> voting for things uh and can be swayed by nominees like I, I remember the, the year that the tourist was nominated for a bunch of awards that was it I think it was the, Johnny Depp and Jolene Jolene oh no 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 the oh. tourist Ooh. Yeah, that was yeah. like a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it like inexplicably got, you know, a bunch of categories like best actor, best film. And then um, what's his name? Winning for Rocket Man in twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something? Sure. sure. Something right after ap- right after he threw like a celebration with Elton John.
1: Egerton?
0: Is Egerton? It might be Taron Egerton. Something like Joel that. Joel yeah. Edgerton. I don't know. Uh whoever played Elton John in Rocket Man. The story is that Elton John threw a giant party with that kid in attendance and a lot of the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press who choose the winners. So, yeah, you can do the math easily. All right. I I think that's a good note to go out on because it's very late here now. Yeah. All right. All right. That's been movies for this week. Don't watch the next Oscars. And uh, not unless Mass State Lottery squeaks in there, which... I think it could happen. I think I'm going head-to-head with Zack Snyder for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I think so.
1: What would you wear? <laughs> how would you show – should we just show up dressed up like Matt and Trey, uh, which is where dresses, <laughs> the four of us? Yeah, that'd be or great. something like that. We're I mean, just like making fun of how ridiculous it is.
0: Uh, we, should, we should show up looking like Jack Nicholson in these photos. Yeah, hamburgers I mean, and fries.
1: I'm getting there. So we'll – yeah. Yeah, seriously. We'll, we'll – yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, I went to the gym today for like the first time, and in, in I don't, I couldn't even tell you, and uh, man, I was really depressed after 15 minutes. I was like, <laughs> "Wow,
1: dude, I went on a bike ride with my girlfriend." She goes on her bike every, every day. I, um, it was. I wanted. I, let me do the the conversion, just because. To tell you how hot it was, okay, so it was like, it was like 104 degrees, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I rode that bike for like 20 minutes, and I almost passed out. Like I was, <laughs> I was ready to throw up and pass out and everything. And my girlfriend was just standing next to me, just like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, she had to go into a house, and that's for a banana that I could eat, so that I. Wouldn't die. <laughs> you had to get your potassium yeah. up. Yeah, so you yeah, pass it's, away. it's mostly because. I used to have a treadmill hill, so I would so I would just yeah. jump on that treadmill and that would be my exercise. I lost a shitload of weight, but I have a brother that's fucking retarded, so he thought that he would just move it, but it's like this huge thing. So he moved it in a way that he pulled the thing out of the fucking thing. So now it just doesn't work. So now I have nothing to do exercise with and I'm just getting fat. <laughs> so yeah, I'll 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 get to that size, I'm sure, by the end by December if I continue this way. So maybe we'll We'll be able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: for me, I, you know, Massachusetts, you had a lot of room to walk around and just, you know, go for a stroll. And I had uh, uh, also a weight bench in Massachusetts. Well, I don't have that in New York. And I do a lot of sitting in New York. So as soon as I got on, like, the elliptical, my knees started locking up like an elderly person. <laughs>
1: I was just like, oh, Jesus. It's oh. Dude, I played... I think I'm, I don't know if I've told this story on on the podcast. I'm sure I have, but uh, I used to play soccer when I was a kid all the time with my friends. And uh, when I was doing this treadmill exercise that I lost a bunch of weight, I was like, well, I'm sure that I will be able to play now. Uh, And I went to play with my friends. I played for two minutes and I almost ripped my ACL on my right knee. And one year later, it was still hurting uh so it just yeah just it's just like a a slap in the face from life just being like oh yeah this no (laughs) it's like you've been sitting for 10 years on your ass and now you think that you can just do this thing and yeah two minutes of soccer
0: you accomplished what uh uh, many do throughout their football careers typically what takes 10 years uh takes them out of the game so you can be an uncle rico and talk about how you you had so much potential
1: you know the worst part is that no one believed me. So <laughs> <faking> <laughs> because out of it game. was so early. So I just like, I heard it. Did you say,
0: and I just, oh, oh, my mom called me. I have to go home for dinner
1: in the middle of no, the game. Because I was, no, because I was in so much. I couldn't even play it off. I was in so much pain. So I just went,
0: ah, and I just rolled around
1: <laughs> on the ground. My friend told me that I didn't. I don't know because my eyes were closed. I was just rolling on the ground. My friend told me that everyone was just standing around like, like what? Like, laughing at what, you pointing, what's happening? Laughing. Yeah, like no one believed me and then I, I dragged my body off the, the soccer field or whatever and everyone was still kind of like well fine like my even my friend was like yeah like who cares whatever and then it was like yeah you almost had like a major like a real athlete injury after playing for two minutes you fat piece of shit Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> well yeah I can't think of a perfect note to end on in that <laughs> all right that that's uh that's been movies i guess sorry about your your soccer career coming to a close <laughs> prematurely
1: yep i mean i'm 35 it's not premature i don't know tom brady's
0: 40 there's always hope right fair enough red yeah. Favre. all right that's been the episode thank you for listening